Hey, hey, hey guys, this is John Dean coming at you from another episode of Nomad Happy Hour. Today we are in Ehrenberg, Arizona at the Madness Gathering. We've come out here for Christmas and New Year's. It's always nice to get our Nomad families together and our community uh, together for the holidays, especially for the people that cannot have uh, you know, their actual family with them when they're at, in the holiday time. Uh, today on Nomad Happy Hour, we have Shane and Kelsey. If you guys are watching on YouTube or following along on Instagram, you guys probably know them. They travel around in Love Hut for Life, probably the largest yellow vehicle that we have in our nomadic community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually met in Nevada. I believe we met actually before that online, but the time that we met in person, we met uh, in Painted Mountain near Pyramid Lake. They are actually traveling around in a 2005 Silverado Chevy 2500. Uh, we'll start off with Kelsey. Kelsey, tell us a little bit about um, like where you came from. You know, how did you decide maybe to come into the nomad life? Uh, well, I'm originally from Texas. Uh, me and Shane had uh, been together and lived in multiple different cities and uh, towns around the country and every time we moved it was this huge thing of starting over life and thousands of dollars in deposits and just trying to rebuild and by the time we rebuilt we were bored and wanted to move again so we started looking at campers and just different ways to do this but I don't think either of us really had any idea that nomad life, van life, uh, all of this existed. Yeah. Like, we knew that people did it, but we didn't know about the community. So did you guys maybe learn about it, like, just reaching out, like, seeing it on YouTube first, or you guys just decided, what the hell, we're just going to do it? It was just, we thought we were doing something weird and unique, and <laughs> then, like, we got out here and we realized that uh, we're one of a million doing some really awesome things, though. Mm-hmm. And Shane, where did you originally come from? Uh, I'm from Alabama, and the nomadic idea came to me a long time ago. I was trying to plot ways to see the country as cheaply as I could, so I was trying to plan out ways to sleep in a tent and then, you know, travel in my little car. Then I met Kelsey, and that 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 obviously wasn't feasible, so we progressed through these different, you know, just off-the-wall ideas of how we could possibly see more. Mm-hmm. So moving was how we tried to justify it, but that was, like she said, it was not very realistic. Before you two decided that you guys were going to move out on the road, did you guys live in any other kind of off-the-wall living quarters or maybe... No. Um, No, Always apartments. We had a house. Yeah, we built it. The love hut. In a house, but then always before that it was apartments. Um, We were in Alabama when we built it. We had lived in Colorado and uh, lived in Dallas Mm -hmm. for a while. What part of Colorado were you guys in? Uh, First Fort Collins, then Denver. Okay, cool. What took you guys out there? It was my job, actually. I was uh, I was working for a direct marketing company, and they moved us both out there. They moved me, and he followed. <laughs> Back then, I was a bartender, so my job was kind of, I could kind of pick up work anywhere. Mm-hmm. I hit the road. It's an easy job to hit the road with, though. Yeah, we had been, I had been working for a long time to get, to really elevate my skills as far as bartending would go, so I got into craft cocktails and things like that, and uh also did high volume stuff so 
one of my dreams was to travel around and hit all the big party spots and, you know, work a season and have a lot of fun. But uh, we left at the end of 2019, so bartending just kind of went away for me, mm-hmm. and, which is good. I'd spent a decade doing it. So then we moved on and changed life. We had already made a big change, so it was time to keep making changes. Maybe we could utilize you as a bartender at one of the events one of these times. Right? I get some, <laughs> no, we that get would be fun. Up a sweet <laughs> we might be a little rusty, that. but yeah, both of us uh, <laughs> both of us do have bartending experience for sure. <laughs> there's actually, I don't know if you guys heard, but there, before schoolie, there's a, a new event. It's like Vagabond Nomad Reunion or something up in yeah. Kingman. Uh, it's going to be, a, a, I think, a little chilly of a time, but... Uh, they actually have an, an outdoor bar area there at at their place that they're like, if you guys bring the booze, you guys can use it and serve. And that's cool. <laughs> Being yeah. on private land, you can do something like that. Yeah, yeah that's right. nice. Yeah. So, when did you guys decide that you guys were gonna move out on the road? This was supposed to be a one year vacation from life that. Mm-hmm. We saw 50 states, like 48 of which in our yellow house. Yeah, like we did something fun, we built something weird, we traveled around the country, said hey to people, you know, that was the whole idea. So it wasn't official that we lived on the road and knew that we wanted this until actually almost this exact same spot two years ago when, uh, when we met everyone in the nomadic community and made some really close friends and started understanding that people could live this way long term and not only that people could but that they were happier doing so than cool. we ever were before were you guys you doing youtube and whatnot before you guys like say one year ago like schooly palooza <coughs> mm-hmm. were you guys doing youtube before that we had started youtube because i personally had watched someone uh go through dementia and what they remembered most was the past. You really couldn't talk to them about today. And it was a family member. So the idea of, whoa, what if it happens to me? So we were doing something really fun and weird. And we wanted to record it for, you know, just so we could go back and look at it. Like, once again, YouTube even kind of just grew into yeah. something that and wasn't the whole plan. And then it was the idea, well, okay, we're making these videos. We might as well show them to our friends and family so that they can follow us along on our journey. Mm-hmm. And then now it's just kind of turn into something a little, a little more than that I guess like at the beginning of every video every week we say how many weeks we've been on the road and then when people come across it they're like what is the point of why are you, why are you talking about it we're like I guess we're gonna need to remember if we ever quit like oh we hit yeah. another you're gonna need to know how long you know or at least want to I think yeah mm-hmm. I have no clue I know it was October <laughs> four years ago I couldn't tell you how many days I've been out though yeah. It'd be kind of interesting. Today is morning 784 because I take a picture out of uh, my window, <laughs> like my big front window every morning. So usually it's some like really pretty view outside and I post it to uh, Love Hub for Life's Vapes book page so that people can. So now this has become just a regular daily yeah. routine. It's something Wake up, do. snap picture, <laughs> day number, blah. Yeah. <laughs> Every morning, and like a lot of times, as I wake up and the sun is rising, you know, it's a really awesome picture. And I'm like, okay, done. I'm going back to sleep now. <laughs> I think this would be a good time, maybe, to ask, how is it living like the YouTube life? Like, do you guys, you know, traveling down the road, people noticing you? Like, do you guys get that kind of life? Or recently, I mean, we've had a few like people that have noticed us. We're 
We're in a big yellow house. So <laughs> if you know if what we you, are, then you know what we are. If you have seen one of our videos and you see us going down the road, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> More particularly, we do we do a lot of rock hounding. We like to dig for you know agates and crystals and all sorts of things. So that's a that's a much smaller community. Mm -hmm. And when you get around those, there's certain areas we all go to. You know, it's a big community and a dedicated group. So they'll watch YouTube videos and we've started seeing people recognize us from that, but it's hit or miss. Mm -hmm. So you guys don't just focus on the nomad life or in your videos, um, it's focusing on just how we live our it's life. It's our life and the adventure that we're on. So really it's Sunday to Sunday mm -hmm. every, every week. Like literally this is what we did that week. Like, we don't do like live feeds you know we we show you a snippet of our day like i i can't imagine walking around with a camera on all the time right but you know you want to see what it's like you want to see how bad it can get or what do you do when this happens or that happens like we give you an in look an inlet into a nomadic life you know it's not the most detailed but but it shows you I the ups and the downs like the days that we ran into a sign and knocked a hole in the house <laughs> in the middle of a rainstorm in Fort Lauderdale. Like all of that's on there, all of the struggles that come with trying to figure out this life, but then also all of like the really amazing things and friends and people. Which is, I think, great. Uh, you know, some of the videos that you guys show is a lot more like, true. You know, like yeah. it's true life. It's oh not, yeah. It's not a lot. Of, I, I can't say it's not a lot of editing because any video is a lot of editing. But in general, it's, you know, your daily true life. Actually. Yeah, it's, it's keeping up. It's keeping up with, uh, like, every day just recording when I notice that, hey, that's, that's going to be important. I want to remember that later. Mm -hmm. And then just sharing those memories as we make them with... Uh, I guess the world as many people as want to watch it I guess <laughs> but Kelsey's also really dedicated to how she does it too you know we shoot everything on a phone so we don't exactly have high quality 4k resolution with our, our shots and she does everything from her phone so it's very realistic you know mm -hmm. it's we don't spend all day editing these videos like this is what our life looks like and we take this opportunity to share it with you but it's not highly edited by any means at all <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of editing from my phone also, so I get that. I mean, you know, the podcasts go through a little higher resolution editing program, but other than that, like, it's on the fly. If something looks good and we got to get it recorded, let's record it. Maybe throw a little two-second edit off your phone and throw it on the, on the internet. So let's go back to your guys' rig a little bit. When you guys... Um, moved out how did you guys choose what you guys wanted to live in <laughs> we didn't know so we kept adventuring through different options and we were looking at like classic rvs you know we wanted to find an old broken down one we were just gonna you know, fix it up as they as everyone talks about and it became um it became very obvious how expensive that gets we started to go look at these and people are very proud of them so we were looking at things that i was gonna have to gut and you know reframe and redo the whole inside of it so we decided it was just easier to build something from scratch and faster like we were trying to do this very quickly we put it all together in a month like it so was then so then he told me that he wanted to do like a kind of um truck camper like a camper shell like you a know camper something shell. small sleek you yeah. know we can and, around in. <laughs> and then he went to work and i took out some grid paper and i drew this thing and he came home 
and I slid it to him and I was like hey honey I want to live in this can we make this happen and we like literally did we started building the next week <laughs> it's funny because it's you know you can get around and go wherever you want with it but it's surely not like sleek and <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no I I was thinking more like like I said like a topper just a little camper or something and this thing is it kept growing too you know we'd get excited we we're like oh we could do this and we could do that and it was so rapid fire because it was every day for 43 days we did it so I can, there was I, no plan it was every day we came up with a new idea and that's what we built that day I can honestly say that like Shane has uh, spent the last 10 years taking like my crazy ideas and my crazy dreams and like turning them into reality <laughs> it sounds like a perfect couple though one comes up with the ideas, the other one makes it happen. I try. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm not going to put you on the spot. Yeah. She's like, fuck, he's going to <laughs> not be able to do something. Have you ever weighed that thing? No. Your house? No. We don't no. want to know. <laughs> no. There's no. nothing we can do about it. It won't get smaller. And the <laughs> and truck's just, just not going to get bigger overnight, you know? It's so, just going to keep getting heavier, actually. <laughs> so we kept, we kept track of the lumber and things we used to build it. And we have a good estimate but no we haven't driven yeah. across the scale it like dry weight probably based on the lumber that was used to build it was like 2,000 pounds 2,100 but I mean the truck's holding up good <laughs> we did That's add a air suspension along the way that helps a lot yeah did something go out on the other suspension or did you No, just... it's an additive so oh. you replace your bump stops you put in these air suspension and you know, it'll it'll help stabilize your load. Yeah, it helped us rock less when going across washes. We still rock, obviously, like you've seen it. But <laughs> we need to talk about that because I need like off air later because I need to figure out something with this thing because it rocks too. Yeah, I'm surely not not as much as yours does, but you get that sway going. Back yeah, there's a couple solutions, but it is something. I mean, every rig out here, you know, mm -hmm. and the more stuff you strap to the top around the perimeter, yeah. the worse that pendulum effect gets. So That's why I've tried to rocks. keep mine as clean and straight Yeah, you line. have a lot of headroom. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> that and on the outside, too, because I don't want things hanging off the side mm -hmm. or big old storage compartments on top. Big rooftop or, decks, you know, those, yeah. those can quickly <laughs> add up to hundreds of pounds, and that's a lot on top of a pendulum. You were mentioning before about, like, fixing up rigs do you have experience like in the past for like the construction between you two making rigs i grew up my grandfather raising me and he was just you know handyman he built everything he didn't he didn't really believe in in uh paying someone to do something so he taught me how to work with tools and you know built patios and spare bedrooms or built in closets stuff like that but that was net professionally no i had never worked in construction it was just a hobby I, at the time that we built our house, like, didn't know what most of the tools were called. <laughs> now do you? Yeah. Can you use them all? Most of them, yeah. Not, not like, <laughs> well, but I, can, I could build something if I needed to. She's like, I'm not going to say I can do it well, then he won't do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, right before we had built this house, I just remodeled my mom's house, so I'd I had a bunch of tools and supplies, so that was part of what went into it was just extra stuff we had from doing a renovation job. And then now, from what I hear, you go out and you help others yeah. build rigs now? So we we came out here to this region and we were, we were awoken to how big this community is, but we also realized how many people, you know, they some people just need some help you know sometimes they tried to build the best they could and it broke or they 
you know, in some scenarios, they paid somebody and, you know, they paid a lot of money or good money and the person didn't really deliver and they were kind of stuck with it. So my goal and everything we've been working on doing these big full conversions and stuff is to be able to spend more time out here, you know, helping people with, you know, my bed's broken or my lights don't work. You know, mm -hmm. the stuff that really makes a difference to someone, you know, the, the full conversion work, that's fun. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're, the mission behind it is to try to help more people because you know some people they're out here just to live a to live here for a year or two and you know do the do the nomad thing but some people are really living out here whether they chose to be or not and it's and nice to have also, a helping we're also still really enjoying doing the full conversions but uh, oh, yeah. i think i think the thing is if we're doing a full conversion then it's it's six weeks of uh us being in one place like mm -hmm. with the or less depending on the build but uh being in one place uh, helping one person versus if he's just doing small jobs like he might be able to help 15 20 people in that time period so so is that your guys's main income uh we are monetized on youtube that's still not a lot of money yeah. and then uh, and then yeah shane has uh, his building i have been doing a lot of uh wire wrapping with all of the gemstones that we find because like we said we do a lot of rock hounding are you doing like rock shows and stuff too uh i haven't done any of the rock shows i've been just kind of selling them as we go on the road as mm -hmm. we meet more people but i'll show you some of it we're definitely planning on setting up and selling some while we're out here a yeah. lot of creativity in, in the middle of nowhere yeah <laughs> rock collectors jewelry makers sticker designers that you know decal wrap it's just the shit that people decide to do there was what the guy last year at school he was blowing glass yeah. out of the back side <laughs> that, that guy's cool shop. i remember seeing i that, can't yeah. recollect his name but yeah very innovative rig like very good idea mm -hmm. and nomad that he actually did uh, all the stickers on our rig too oh, did he? <laughs> yeah i know he did yours too yeah he did <laughs> the rooftop and the sides he does some really good work Speaking of that, guys, if you guys are ever wanting any decals or vinyl wraps, uh, reach out to Nomad Thad over on Instagram, and he'll definitely hook you guys up with some tat work for your guys' rigs. And where can people find you for your guys' construction work or your guys' rigs? Uh, you can find us for anything, um, all of the above, uh, at lovehutforlife at gmail.com, or we're also Love Hut for Life on Facebook and Instagram. You can direct messages on there. Whichever way is comfortable. Where did you guys meet? How did that all come together? Dallas, Texas. Don't look scared. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, shit, here goes all of our personal information right here. Oh, no, Dallas is where we met. We had both moved to Dallas for different reasons. My reason was I wanted something new. I, I grew up in Alabama. I was living in Birmingham, and it's a small town. It's like 200,000 people in the Metroplex. So you really start seeing the same people over, over and over again. So... I moved out there with a car, as all had, and started bartending. I wanted to learn to bartend. And um, she worked at a bar. <laughs> so they had cheap tacos and cheap beer. And I used to go there every night after I got... I had worked at Chili's. So it was a crappy <laughs> job, and I wasn't making good money. So I, all I could afford was, like, $5 tacos and $5 beer. Like. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was in Dallas working my way through school, and uh, the bar that I worked at had... Uh, really cheap pictures of beer and dollar tacos and Shane and his friends really enjoyed that um, so after I think three months or so of him coming in and just like hanging out he finally like asked me out and he to this day is the only 
like customer out of all of my years of being in the bar industry that I ever was like, yeah, you can have my number. That's why it took three months. It's creepy to be like, oh, can I have your number? Like, right no, yeah, you're true. not. You're yeah. never gonna succeed. <laughs> no, and the first day you walk in, you're like yeah. ordering food instantly. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's it going? Let me yeah. get your number. Bought my time. <laughs> Here's your. We've been together for here. ten years now. We got engaged on the road. Congratulations! I don't think I heard about that. I don't if you can you live in a box in the back of a truck together, like it's that's 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 all you need is proof. <laughs> you can build it together too without killing each other. Like right. that's a testament to any relationship is if you build one of these things. <laughs> so you guys have a, a plan for wedding time, or just kind of going with the flow? Or? We don't. It's going to be a spur of the moment, like a lope meant just the two of us for sure. Um, but we we haven't really found that moment. I think it's when every day of your life, or you know, most days of your life, you're waking up in these incredibly beautiful areas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's hard to decide what area is special enough. Like, but I think we're really to the point that we just, we we want it to be official, so it will happen soon. <laughs> so maybe you guys can uh, touch on the whole relationship side because a lot of times I actually have singles on this uh, podcast. It seems like, and we were actually just talking about that before we got on the air. But I'm sure there's other couples that are out there that are asking themselves the same question of how the hell do we live in a box on the back of a truck or how do we live in a van in 70 square feet right how do we do it how do you do it girls uh i think it's really hard at first because you have to all of those times that you would normally go into the other room go for a walk go go to work like whatever you know then uh, those things don't no longer exist so you have to face any issue that it is like head on so even if that means getting into an argument Mm -hmm. and from that I feel that we grew a lot and knew each other a whole lot better and uh, our relationship you know was just a lot closer because we were forced to work out any issues that there might have been. Yeah, you're not going to stay upset over something small for very long. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you're when you're working jobs and you barely see each other and stuff, stuff can billow for a while, you know, mm-hmm. until you really get a chance to express it to each other. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be a little potent, so... When you spend as much time together as we do, like, you, you just can't let things build up. Like, you right. have to talk about it. You gotta it. cope with it. You gotta get it out of the way. I think really the only, like, separation at that moment is, like, hey, I'm gonna uh, maybe go for a walk. Or, right. Yeah. 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 You stay inside, I'm gonna go outside, and we'll talk about this in, in yeah. an hour. Or, yeah. You know. And, like, an hour or 30 minutes, not, you know, we'll, we'll talk not about it next week it. when we have time, yeah. like a lot of couples and what we call the vortex they're still doing (laughs) you also have to be you have to be very comfortable with the person you know there's there's zero privacy (laughs) there is like you have your space they have their space that doesn't really exist anymore like it's our space now how long were you guys together before you guys moved into the eight years yeah okay yeah and we've been living in apartments and you know you think that's a small space but (laughs) you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh yeah, it's just learning to be comfortable with each other and not really, there's no secrets, there's nothing. It's just, mm-hmm. You're completely exposed to each other, which is, you know, a, a very good thing in my opinion. But it's a test. Right. You know, you have to pass that test. Yeah. 
I'm, and I'm guessing past. I, I, I feel like married. we're passing. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like we're good. definitely passing that test. <laughs> That's awesome. So, well, congratulations on the engagement. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully the uh, elopement maybe goes sooner than later and you guys can get that one out of the way, too. That would be mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the uh, maybe future plan? Are you guys going to st- stay out on the road? Are you guys going to just go with the flow and see what happens? Or we We will be living nomadically as long as it makes sense for us to live nomadically so right now we're still 100 percent enjoying it i don't think that we could ever be like completely stationary mm-hmm. but i think down the road we'll probably at least have a home base <laughs> you know and it also depends on how things go with conversion work and things like that um i do i carry obviously i have to pack everything into the rig but i don't carry a trailer or anything so i'm very restricted on what i can carry with me and being able to have a an area to maybe do some more creative woodworking and mm-hmm. you know um, more detailed work in general that'd be cool to have those types of tools but have I don't you, know we don't tend to make too many plans yeah. have you thought about adding a trailer yeah and then we get in a forest service road and we have yeah. to turn around and that you know that Absolutely. all goes away you yeah. immediately remember why you don't own a trailer when you don't have one yeah we we very much enjoy going places that most people won't go <laughs> so if we have a trailer behind us that kind of limits all of that if anything it would be a bigger truck with a, a different type box on it yeah. To help make it more sustainable. Would you build it again, or would you go to oh, like yeah. a box truck? Uh, it, it will. It will always be. It'll be a truck house. No I don't. Which way it turns. I don't know <laughs> that it will always uh, be big and yellow, but it, it will time. always be like some creation that we've come up with. Yeah, it and would it be weird to just have yellow. a house. It would be weird for it not to have a bright color on each one. Mm-hmm. Right. Each different one. The next one would be orange. Oh no. <laughs> I think I think yellow would be the only bright color. Yeah. It would be more rustic if it if we went with anything other than No, yellow. that's true. We have to stay with yellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about some of your guys' uh, travels and like waking up in beautiful places. What are let's say top 3 places that you guys have been through your travels? I don't even think I can narrow it down to 3. Oh, okay. Totally. Monticello, Utah is a really big one for me, like right outside of Canyonlands. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just because you can just wake up and it looks like you're in Canyonlands if you're in the public land near that. One of my favorite places we've been to, we don't like being cold, so we don't get to go north, you know, as long as some other people do. Some some nomads like the snow and things like that. It's just not our bag. <laughs> but um, Montana, there's a national forest called... Oh, yeah. Beaverhead Deer Lodge National Forest. Mm-hmm. There's there's a there's a place to dig crystals there, which is how we ended up there. But it's it's one of the most picturesque forests that we've been to. And if it's a state that we've been to, which is 33 of them, we've been in all the forest in that state. So very memorable location in my opinion. A lot of big creatures up there. You are definitely not at the top of the food chain if you're up in those mountains. <laughs> there's grizzlies. There's mountain lions. There's moose. There's elk. And I think both of us can agree that Arkansas is is the state. <laughs> like, if the if there nice. ever was to be settling down, it would be uh, in the Ozarks. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful place. I think the Ozarks is one of the places I haven't really stayed too much. I always pass through it. I can't suggest it enough. 
Yeah, yeah if we're ever in the area at the same the time, we'll go dig crystals. <laughs> okay. I've actually never done that. Very so. little cell phone service up there, though. That is uh, yeah. a lot of the places we enjoy going, there's almost no cell phone service. Mm-hmm. So that makes it hard to be a nomad for a lot of people because they work from their laptops, Literally, yeah. you know. So sometimes we have to come out of the forest just to post a video and we'll drive back in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we drive to that spot, we'll save a GPS drop to somewhere that had service on the trail and we'll go back to it and upload it. Is some of the. Uh, some of the troubles that we have in this lifestyle, but at the same time, we we learn how to deal with it. There's yeah. affordable resolutions coming for mm-hmm. those two. Like I have a video attempting to upload right now for the past few hours. Maybe it'll come out today. <laughs> so at this point in the interview, usually I ask uh, the guest is, or the guests at this point is to give uh, newbies that are coming out to the road. Some information that you guys didn't know in the beginning that you guys would know now that would help them uh, to first start coming out. You aren't alone out here. Like, we we did not know that. We thought that if something happened that we were completely on our own. And it's really amazing the way that our nomadic community works that we're never by ourselves. Like, we might be by ourselves. Like, we're... You know, 10 miles into a forest or something but there's someone that we know or someone who knows people we know within an hour of us at all times and we've just watched that happen so often in the nomadic community just that there's there's people here we're all willing to help each other in a way that you don't often see in the regular world i remember growing up you could walk to your neighbor's house and knock on their door and it wouldn't be questioned and now it's like you knock on your neighbor's door and they're wondering did you invite somebody over mm-hmm. who's there this and that like asking all these questions mm-hmm. but yeah out here i'm glad that you you know brought up the whole community base because we're trying to build this community even more than it is um and even if you are alone out there if you have social media you have internet Mm -hmm. i remember i started out here and i was thinking like i don't i hate social media i don't (laughs) want to be on the computers this and that but nowadays (coughs) if you know how to utilize it the right way correct if you're in a troubled situation you know throw a message out there that you're in a troubled situation we we pull together the community and those kind of things and just shoot out mass messages and people are everywhere Mm -hmm. everywhere it doesn't matter where you're at yeah, when we got stuck in uh, in Nevada, I was like underneath the truck, trying to, to dig us out. <laughs> I remember this. Shane is in the truck and he's on his phone. I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm trying to post to the internet for help." I was like, "Nobody's gonna help us. Like they're gonna laugh at you, Shane. Get out here and help me." And sure enough, they did. They came and helped. Mm-hmm. We found did you guys have like Southern, three or four jeeps or something? A rescue yeah, crew. Yeah, Southern out? Nevada Off Road Recovery. It's a group of veterans that like. That's what they do for That's fun, is help people. And there's those groups, I suggest anyone get on Facebook and you type in off-road recovery for the region you're in. Um, back east, it's more of a monetary thing. Out here, there are volunteers, and their mission is for wheeling, most of them. You know, they're, they're trying to help people that are out dri- riding these roads by themselves in their Jeeps. And you flip your rig, and you can't ride it yourself. You can get in a bad situation in these arid climates if you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. If you look up those groups, a lot of them like to volunteer and help people because... Once again, like it's dangerous. You're, you're really in the most remote areas of the country, which is my tip to anyone new to this is 
really um, do some research on the areas you're traveling to and bring some gear to help save your butt. Because yes, Facebook is an option, you know. This is a resourceful type of lifestyle. You have to be able to work with what you got on, on hand, you know, but coming coming out into the nomadic community with absolutely no preparation is, I mean, it's possible, I guess. Anything's possible, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't suggest it. It matters how, just like building a rig, it matters what you're gonna do yeah. with it. You know, it matters what kind of lifestyle you wanna live. Do you wanna live that full on survival backpack into the woods, or right. do you wanna live in a multi-million dollar RV? But basic things, <laughs> you know, you know, do you know how to change your own tire? You yeah. may have roadside assistance, but what if roadside doesn't come down that road because they don't come down all these mm -hmm. roads, you know? Just small stuff, like be prepared. Be able to calm down and think for yourself and try to get yourself out of the situation because new and fun, exciting um, experiences happen every day. <laughs> Something new happens. <laughs> it could be super small, it could be mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really drastic. Yeah. I can, I can honestly say that it's been 784 days and there hasn't been a boring one. No. <laughs> like maybe boring moments but not a whole boring day no. <laughs> <laughs> if you're bored out here i mean you ain't doing it right yeah, yeah. you're you're not trying hard enough or trying too hard either way. <laughs> <laughs> you've tried to get so far away from civilization that you did <laughs> did you guys have that same thought when you guys moved out on the road was i'm gonna we're gonna get in this rig and we're gonna go out to the woods and just be by ourselves yes. oh we do and well, we do I mean, that, you do. <laughs> that is our mission. Like the, the further we like, we enjoy these these meetups. Like I said, we were both bartenders for a long time, and True. socializing is something we're good at. But we really, really appreciate our ability to get to nowhere. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a positive for us. Yeah, so just be out there, and there'll be no one for miles around us, and it's only the two or the three of us. <laughs> I was going to say, it took me a minute to find you guys when I was in Nevada. Yeah, that was yeah. a good spot. <laughs> yeah. I had driven a while to find that one. The, the only reason that we didn't go, like, two miles further back is because there was this one little area that we had come to that if we would have done that, we would have flipped the house. So it was going to be harder for you to get to us. <laughs> I probably would have just walked. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. No, I had my van at that time. That one wasn't rocking and rolling as bad as this one. Yeah, that was a nice van. It was mm -hmm. a big handicap thing. It had a lot of suspension underneath it. It was funny because me and Thad were traveling through there. <laughs> um, where were we going? We were going to... We were coming back from the Nevada Schoolie Palooza event. Mm -hmm. And we were traveling through that area. And I didn't even realize where the hell I was. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking. I was like... I've camped here. Like, where? Have, like, how? Why do I have this feeling? And probably another half hour went by, and it was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I met Shane and Kelsey back there." <laughs> yeah, I like to find the most remote roads I can. We mm -hmm. just go see where they go. There's some cool stuff out there if you're willing to go look. So at this point, guys, I just want to take a moment and thank Shane and Kelsey for being on Nomad Happy Hour. I've been trying to get these guys on an episode, I don't know, probably for like the, since Schoolie Palooza last year, I think. So that was like yeah. a yeah. year ago. Yeah. We Should, went east, you went north. Yeah, chasing yeah. <laughs> each other. I think we were just right behind each other pretty much like the whole time. Alright guys, you guys know every Friday coming up there is a new episode. You can go back into the past and watch all the past episodes. 
And like I said, from here on out, every Friday we will have new and up-and-coming episodes. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Nomad Happy Hour. Keep the rubber side down, Nomad's out.